following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simon. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show we're heard on 19 fabulous stations. For the one close to you, go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes he is our executive producer. He tells me Jeff Risden, Rizzy will be in the hizzy from the lionswire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast. As I mentioned in hour number one, how many of you thought Rodgers is going to throw that TD pass and your hearts were going to get ripped out and stomped on at the end? But the Lions defense, the much maligned Lions defense decided to step up and make plays. This was the year, folks. When I look at the Vikings... And now adding Hawkinson, who's going to be an all-pro because he's playing in that offense. I get you want to be happy about, hey, we beat a dysfunctional Green Bay Packers team. Aaron Rodgers, all his complaining that we've seen the last couple years, you know behind closed doors, the players, that has to drive them nuts and coaches. Prima Donnas, who want their way, who want their name on the show, who want everything about them. Huge this, huge that. Huge opinion, huge blog, huge show, huge network. Superfly's like, what do I get? Superfly sent me a note earlier. You know, I was talking with my dad, and you're kind of like Aaron Rodgers. You take up all the salary cap, you want everything your way, and when it doesn't go right, you blame everybody else, including me. And then his dad did put in the note, the only thing missing, you never dated supermodels or actresses. Oh, yes, I have. Hammer and Hank Hayes. Afraid to ask your son and me to golf with you in Magic because we beat you now. But before you could beat us, 
So you just wanted little horses in the race that had no chance because you and Magic Man are Secretariat and Sea Biscuit. How'd we go there from the Lions? I don't Superfly. Sometimes I wonder how we go anywhere on this show. So Jeff Risden, uh, in a few moments, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. Here's another show of hands. How many of you saw that coming? I didn't. Off the tunnel fiasco. They found a way to sack up and go get that W. And they're back in the bowl conversation. We'll talk to Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Jeremy Reisman, Lions Pride. I like him. He's a blogger. He has his own opinions. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, Grand Couch, opinion maker from the Lansing State Journal and the Couch of the Root podcast. Mondays feel better when all the teams win. The only team right now in the state that I have major issues with are the Pistons because they play zero defense. Matter of fact, the NBA a month in is already to the point where guys check out in games and they don't even play. I'm serious. NBA needs to go to that old CBA rule where you got a point for one and a quarter and make these games worth something. There's horrible basketball in the NBA right now. Horrible. Look at the Pistons. They don't even try. One night they can beat Golden State, and the next night it's Olay, Olay, Olay. We're not going to play any D. Play defense. If you're that athletic to be in the NBA, you can move your feet and hands and keep somebody in front of you, put up your hand without fouling, step back, slide, and play defense. Oh, but it's the NBA where they just take nights off. Already a month in. I saw a game where, like, so there's 12 minutes in a quarter. Maybe it was the Clippers or the, I forget who, had six points in eight minutes in an NBA game. I can get 10 points in eight minutes in an NBA game. Yeah, and I want that highlight reel. My shorts hanging down to my ankles and I'm dropping trays. Pistons need to play some defense. Kate Cunningham has got to be a both ends of the floor guy. If you want to be known as one of the best in the game, you got to be. James Harden doesn't play both ways. Durant doesn't play both ways. LeBron used to play really hard both ways, and now the Lakers are just a soap opera. Russell Westbrook, how can he not shoot? You're that fast. You're that athletic. I've had. What are the Pistons building for now? Huh? Huh? What? So I got a lot to get to. So much for the happy hour. There should be one hour a week where people are like, you know what? Huge doesn't get mad. He's just happy. And it'd be the huge happy hour. Presented by Bud Light or McUltra. And then let me drink six or eight beers live on air. and It'll become an Andrew Dice Clay concert. Let's go talk to Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com, Detroit Lions podcast co-host. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, Jeff? 
It's good to be with you. I'll try to make you happy, Bill. How's that? Yeah, you know, I, the Pistons really bother me how they can just not show up, especially home games, not play any defense, look like they don't care. That is the bad side of the NBA. It really is. You know, we, it, uh, granted, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but in games that I've seen, it, they are tuning out the messenger in the way that the Lions defensive backs were tuning out the messenger in Aubrey mm. Pleasant. And we saw what happened when that obstacle got removed or changed. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that, that Dwayne Casey needs to go, but uh, because they, because I don't follow the Pistons as closely as I do the Lions, but man, uh, something ain't right there. And uh, they're not as good as their talent says they should be, and that's that's never a good thing. Well, Casey's too nice. Even after they have a pathetic performance, he's the type of guy that goes, you know what, we're close. And, and those are the things that you mentioned Campbell, he has to get away from. He seems like the type of guy, at least from what we watched in Hard Knocks, that will rip a guy a new one if he has to and pat him on the back if he has to. He doesn't have to protect everybody at an after-game presser or a Monday presser. I don't like that at all. And what we saw this past Sunday, yesterday... Jeff, was an inspired effort, the same type of play that I watched in the Philly and Washington games. And and we haven't seen that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, in a long time. Maybe first half of the Cowboys game, they played with that same fire. Yeah, and, and they kept it up the entire game. And right. that was the impressive part to me, was they, they played a full game yesterday. Now, the, the, you do have to factor in, the Packers are terrible, uh, oh. and Aaron Rodgers has become terrible. But these are still games that the Lions have been losing for a long time. Like they haven't been able to take advantage of an of, of an opponent that's down and injured. Um, what, what was it? Seven Packers left yesterday's game with injuries. Uh, a couple of them season ending, unfortunately. Um, but you still have to go out and make the plays to do it. And then for once, the Lions did it. And so, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to the Lions for, for taking advantage of, you know, the opportunity. But at the same time, we haven't seen them take advantage of an opportunity like that. And the fact that they did it, and they did it relatively confidently, like you didn't see them pressing at the end of that game. They weren't, you know, to Dan Campbell's you know, the point that he talks about all the time is we just got to keep doing more of it, and eventually it will, will pay off. That message did work yesterday. Uh, and, and I think that they didn't necessarily press too hard or, or choke on, on it. They, they, good Lord, they tried in that last drive, but they, they got it done. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy about that. I'm, I'm pleased that the message got through, and I'm, I'm so happy for those guys on defense. They've been through a lot. You know, you, you lose, you lose a popular position coach because you're not playing well and because you're not doing as well as you should be. I think they took that to heart. I think you saw Jeff Okuda came out. Kirby Joseph, my goodness, what what a fantastic game. You saw those guys play a different style and and, and more confident style. Um, And if that was a tribute in honor of of Aubrey Pleasant, who's no longer with the team, then then God bless him. And Jacobs, uh, who I know you like and have talked about all season long. And by the way, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find, just search that. On YouTube, he's checking in on the Meyer guest line. Just start to finish, inspired effort. I did think at the end, though, knowing the Lions, and I think a lot of us felt that way as fans and also as uh, writers like yourself and me, a broadcaster statewide, I really thought even for how bad Rodgers was, it was going to be so Lions if he threw a touchdown pass at the end to beat him. 
and, and weren't we all expecting that? Yes. I mean, I, so so a little you know, peek behind the veil here. We tend to try to write the end of the, the final the game story before the game ends. And I had two different ones going yesterday. I had one that was writing about the, the collapse that we all knew was coming. Uh, and I'm very happy that I get to trash that one. because it, it was certainly a possibility. I will say that I didn't flesh it out as well as I normally do. Uh, but then again, this game was over, you know wasn't over until you know very late. It took to the last drive. There's so many times though where you know you're you're leaning on the good or the bad, and, and you tend to just focus and write the bad. And then a lot of that again, Green Bay is terrible. Uh, I, I can't overstate how bad they are this quickly. Uh, it, it's rough there. Now a lot of that is with injuries. Uh, their offensive line. Um, and, but, and by the way, um, talking about stupid coaching decisions that you see. You run a gadget play at the goal line to an injured left tackle, leaking him out in the pass. For that, that's, the, that's the pass that Hutchinson picked off. What a ridiculous play call. Uh, that, that tells you how desperate Green Bay is, and it's not working for him. So, you know, the, if, you're, if you're one of those people that likes to take solace in the misery of others, uh, the, the Packers are a very happy, uh, what was that, Schadenfreude? Uh, they're giving you a lot of that as a Detroit fan right now. How they ever let Devontae Adams go while they had Rodgers is one of the biggest bonehead front office moves I've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, and, and you can tell that it really bothers Rodgers, you know, the, the fact that they haven't taken first-round receivers, the fact that Jordan Love is still over there on the bench. You saw it yesterday in the game when he was walking off the field. He would not look at his coaches. He walked straight past them, sat down on the bench, but the hat on, if anybody came and sat next to him, he didn't acknowledge that they were there. He looked completely checked out on his team. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that, that's not necessarily a new development for them. So, look, it, 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 it's <laughs> – I know we're supposed to be talking about the Lions here, but for the Packers, man, they're, they're very precariously balanced because they are paying Aaron Rodgers next year. I think it's $14 million more than what the Lions are paying Jared Goff. And right now – they're kind of the same guy, uh, and that's not me saying that Jared Goff is good either. That that's just where Aaron Rodgers is with the team that's that's around him. So, you know, uh, be happy with the win for Detroit. I, I certainly am. I'm, I'm ecstatic that they're look. They went from the number one overall pick to the number five overall pick. They beat Chicago next week, and by the way, they can. <laughs> they could realistically end next week one game out of the wild card spot in the NFC. That's how crazy and, and watered down and, and wishy-washy this season is. Uh, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. As we talked about on Friday, I still think this is a 4-13 and team. But, man, they're, it was great to see some signs of life and great to beat the Packers. In Ford Field, you know, feel the energy of that. That's that was something that, that we all needed as Lions fans and as the one pride nation. And I'm very happy that they delivered on that. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find that weekly broadcast. Just search that on YouTube. Talking about the Lions win over the Packers. Is there anything cosmetic about this win that hides some areas that still need major improvement for the Lions if they want to be a 4-5-6 win team? Yeah, they're going to have to get more out of Jared Goff. He did not play well yesterday. Uh, he, now, he did. Uh, I will give him credit on the touchdown pass that he threw to, to Shane Zilstra. 
That is a play that they have run in almost every game, and he has never progressed that far in his in his route progressions to get to that. Some of that is the fact that the Packers' pass rush just wasn't there, and, and give the Lions' offensive line some credit for that. But he's got to he's got to see those types of things more often. Uh, I, I typically do the film watch on Tuesday, so I haven't gotten around to it this week yet. But the last three or four games, he has just missed seeing open, wide open big opportunity, big play chance potential, and he's not seeing it because he's not even looking for it. And look, this is what happened at the beginning of last year when the Lions offense was so terrible, was he was a one-read guy reading the, reading the field short to long. He's gotten a, better, a little bit better at that, but man, it, it's got to get back to the way it was at the beginning of the season when he was reading the field long to short, looking for his most favorable options, reading the defense and understanding the personnel that's on the field, he's still not doing a very good job at that. And until that happens, they're going to need breaks and, and mistakes by the opposing team, which we saw Green Bay do a couple times. That, that, that's still the only way that this offense is going to find success, um, unless Goff goes back to being the guy that he was in Philadelphia and Washington early on in Seattle. And uh, it, it's getting tougher and tougher to find that guy, man. One guy that changes this team, when Swift is in the lineup, when he's in a uniform on a Sunday contributing, he creates a diversion that gives Goff a chance. And I agree with you. I forget what play it was uh, where he threw, I think, the pick underneath and somebody streaking free for a touchdown straight down the middle. Yep. That happens every week, literally every week. And that, that's got to stop. Uh, as far as Swift goes, uh, God, I wish he would want to be on the field more than he is. And uh, I, I don't, I don't want to call his toughness into question, but I will say that uh, he's not been this healthy this point in the season in his career, and he still can't reliably stay on the field. Um, whether it's you know whether he keeps aggravating the shoulder injury, um, which apparently happened a little bit yesterday, or. You know, the, the staff is just worried about him and his mindset. I don't know, but it, it, he's got to he's got to prove that he wants to stay on the field and can stay on the field. And right now, those aren't necessarily things that he's proving to the coaching staff uh, in practice and in games. And that's that's frustrating because man, he is a game changing talent when he's out there, especially as a receiver. Uh, we've seen it two weeks in early caught the touchdown pass um, uh, in week eight, and then had a beautiful route, the same route uh, in week nine, uh, the little Texas route coming out of the the backfield. Nobody can stop that, uh, and that, that's a fantastic play to run on second, second and five or in the red zone, and uh, the fact that they can only run it once or twice a game because Swift just physically can't stay on the field, that, that's really frustrating. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, one of our Lions NFL insiders. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast is a must-listen. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter, but you can listen uh, to the podcast live and also the archived, archived, archived version. Uh, just search Detroit Lions podcast <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, I when the Lions win, uh, Mondays are better. Uh, that's just a fact. And I still there. There's things I question, like uh, the empty backfield early in the game when they go for it. I really don't have too many issues with going for it. But three points to start the game kind of let everybody get lathered up. Uh, you get a show pass. Uh, I. I still don't – I know a lot is on golf, and we see those open receivers deep, Jeffrey, but 
I, I, I still don't like the rhythm of this offense at times. It, it is amazing when we watch the Lions go to work against Seattle, a team that's on their way to the playoffs, and we'll see that offense just click or the first half against the Dolphins or the first half against the Commanders, second half against the Eagles, who are the best team in pro football, and yet they, they can quickly disappear. So is that play calling or is it all on golf? No, some of it's certainly on golf, but they also, they, I don't think that we do have to remember that Ben Johnson is a rookie coordinator and yeah. he's making some rookie mistakes. The, the, the fourth down play that you talked about at the beginning of that game, when you go empty on your backfield set in that situation, you're inviting the pass rush to come at you with a quarterback who doesn't handle pressure well and can't move. That's just a stupid play call, Amen. Um, and that's not that, that's not golf's fault. That, that's that's Ben Johnson's call. Like, uh, if you're gonna, I tend to think that Dan Campbell is a little too aggressive on fourth downs, but that was not a situation where he was too aggressive. That's a rotten play call from his offensive coordinator, and he needs to let Johnson know that uh, to understand that. What, what does your offense do well? What do they not do well? And stop doing plays that you don't do well on fourth down. That's been the case too far too often. Uh, it leads me to want them to just take the field goal. And, and by the way, had they taken the field goal, that last Green Bay drive wouldn't have mattered. But uh, you know, I, I get why he went for it. And, and you know, analytically speaking, he's making the correct choice most of the time in going for it. You got to call better plays than that, man. And that's that's been a big source of frustration for me. That's something we're going to talk about on the podcast tomorrow night. We got that queued up uh, for one of, the, one of the primary topics. Uh, the, the decisions on fourth down versus the play calls on fourth down. They are not being in the middle, unfortunately. You can follow everything Lions, LionsWire.com, and also that Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for that on YouTube, Jeff Risden. Uh, we'll talk to you later in the week, my friend, okay? Sounds great. Thank you. All right, Jeff Risden, his thoughts on the Lions win over the Packers yesterday. Bud Light, the huge question of the day. Good and bad you took from the Lions win, the Michigan State win, the Michigan win. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider. Uh, will join us here in about 10 minutes. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Right now, everyone can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. With DraftKings' biggest payouts ever, why bet on the NBA anywhere else? So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props on what they score, rebounds, three-pointers, dunks, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, as I mentioned, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers uh, use that when you sign up. And you can place a stepped-up same-game parlay to boost your winnings up to 100%. That's for everybody. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10-plus legs required for the 100% boost. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball turns, but always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. 
after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get those promo hookups. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five Finger Death Clutch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. On sale now with Ticketmaster.com. Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert, live. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. With Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound, limit two. And shop our everyday low prices across the store on items like King's Hawaiian Rolls, Meyer Frozen Steamable Sweet Corn, and Meyer Cream of Mushroom Soup. And get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Plus, get free delivery with your $25 purchase of Meyer, True Goodness, Frederick's by Meyer, or Purple Cow Food Products. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, one of the best in the business. We always originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studios. So I didn't expect the Lions to win. Didn't expect Michigan State to win. Didn't expect Michigan to look that bad against Rutgers in the first half. But you know what? Lions gave us the improbable win. Their defense stepped up start to finish. And Michigan State, considering everything this team has been through, including the fallout of the tunnel at the big house, that that might have been the most impressive win I've seen from Mel Tucker. Somehow they threw even bonehead coaching decisions like throwing the ball late in the game. Can't blame the coaches for missing a field goal. They were looking to put the game away. 
But to leave Champaign with that win, and I get it's one game at a time and code speak, but they have a shot at a bowl game. And if this team, as I said in our number one, if Michigan State ends up in any bowl after the incredible roller coaster ride, some self-inflicted, some bad luck, part bad decisions by players, including the tunnel, that would be one hell of a signature season. For Tucker and his team. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider is standing by on the Meyer Guest Line. And Comp, 16 and a half point underdog on the road. You still had the tunnel story was there, you know, through Friday last week. And Michigan State finds a way to get on that plane home with a W in Champaign. Yeah, it was it was impressive just the focus they had last week. With everything that was going on and some of the changing roles, I mean, when you have changing roles going into the last two-thirds of the season and still not sure what you're going to see at defensive end with Jalen Hunt getting his first career start, he's a defensive tackle making his first career start at defensive end because of everything that had gone on and doing it against a very good Illinois rushing attack. You know, Chase Brown went into the game, ranked number one in the country, in rushing, the, the nation's leading rusher. He had a good game. He's the Illinois running back. He's gained over 100 yards in every game this year. But Michigan State held him to four yards per carry. Didn't have the big home run. And uh, Michigan State was good in the red zone again. Very good on fourth down. And late in the third quarter, Michigan State was there leading the game 23-7. to Pretty shocking. Like you said, Michigan State made some mistakes late in the game. Illinois made a run. But Michigan State got out of there with a victory. And if they win their next two, they'll get to 6-5. and five. With a chance to go to Penn State to finish out 7-5, and five, that would be a good credit for this team. I saw a, a note that Michigan State has started 24 different players on defense this year. That's what they said in the telecast. I'd kind of lost count. Pretty much a different starter at all 11 positions, plus a couple of others. 24 different starters on defense this year, you know, through eight or nine games. Um, good performance by Michigan State, and you know, I feel good for those players, that have, those of whom that have done the right thing all along. You know, you start to think about this, that if they could close out the season with four wins in a row, and that would include, like we said, Indiana Rutgers and winning at Penn State, they could go from no bowl to a Florida bowl. Yeah, I think that's possible. If you if you win your last four and you win at Penn State, and the Michigan State-Penn State game has produced some surprises here and there. It's usually a very interesting, entertaining game. And if you, if you do that and you beat Penn State, you go to 7-5, and five, I think you would climb up the bowl rankings in the Big Ten, partly because the middle portion of the Big Ten is such a mosh pit of parody, if that's what you want to call it. Every time you think that Purdue is good, they drop a couple of games. Every time you think that Iowa is trash, they win a couple of games. So what it's all going to look like after Thanksgiving weekend, if you're 7-5, and five, you, you might be more shiny than, than, than most of those other teams that are in the middle stages of the Big Ten. So that's what Michigan State's going to try to do. Today at the press conference, Mel Tucker was asked about that. And after the game on Saturday in Illinois, Xavier Henderson was asked about that. Hey, you've won this game. Now do you think about getting to six wins and becoming bowl eligible? Both men said no. They're not thinking about bowl eligibility. They're not thinking about winning out. Xavier Henderson says, we are a next game team. 
Whatever the next game is, they're focused. Tucker says we got to focus on the next game, today's practice, the next meeting, the next weightlifting session. That's how they've managed to stay together this year through all of the ups and downs, especially the downs. And that's what they're going to continue to do, and it'll be interesting to see what the wins and losses will look like as they maintain that focus. Tom, I'll uh, get your thoughts later in the week on uh, Michigan State this weekend. Appreciate the update on the win at Illinois. That sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. All right, Jim Camperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Another angle on the Lions win over the Packers. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit insider. He'll join us next from the Motor City. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash every Saturday in November. Each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m. with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code HUGE when you sign up to get all the hookups. Let's go talk about the Lions. 
start to finish. Defense was on fire. Place was rocking in downtown Detroit. Jeremy Reisman is an insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL with pride of Detroit. He checks in here on the huge show across Michigan. And Jeremy, on a scale one to ten, how surprised were you by the Lions' defensive performance yesterday? Oh man, uh, probably around an eight, maybe eight and a half. Um, I thought the Lions had a chance to to win over over the Packers yesterday, but I did not think they would do it off the uh, off the tails of their uh, of a defensive performance. And you know, there's obviously signs that that the Packers are having their their own issues offensively. Um, and but but a lot of a lot of people in Detroit were expecting it to be a, a, a get right game for the for for the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers, and it turned out to be a get right game for uh, for the Lions' pass defense, which uh, which was a welcome surprise. What players, if you had to list three stars, uh, star one, star two, star three for the Lions uh, that were instrumental in that victory, that maybe uh, the fans watching didn't notice, but you did, who would those be? Oof. Well, I mean. I think everyone noticed Kirby Joseph, and, and he has to just be at the top of the list, whether whether it's a surprise or not, because his two interceptions were huge, and uh, really he had a, another pass defense that was uh, big on a, a downfield shot from Aaron Rodgers right up, up the middle, and uh, I, I think people might sleep on on him as a run defender. He had ten tackles uh, on Sunday as well, so he has to be number one. Um, I would say you know Derek Barnes, maybe maybe also not a huge surprise, but. Uh, um, we, we heard Dan Campbell today kind of go out of his way and say that was the best game that he's seen Derek Barnes play, who came in for, for Malcolm Rodriguez, a, a rookie that a lot of people have given a lot of credit to, but maybe have slept on, on Derek Barnes since uh, you know uh, last year's draft pick hasn't maybe lived up to his expectations, um, but definitely a, a big force on, on Sundays, um, especially when, when the Packers got down into the red zone, um, had a couple big tackles there. Um, I would say probably beyond that, I would I would even say Will Harris. Um, you know, a guy that that really Lions fans have kind of given up on, um, hasn't really found a, a place where he can stick on the Lions roster. He's tried safety, he's tried outside corner, but he's been playing nickel lately. And I thought he did a really really good job uh, against the Packers. Again, had a couple big pass breakups, uh, good against the run. He's a physical guy, so um, really everyone in that kind of Lions secondary really stepped up in, in a big way against the Packers, and uh, that's that's promising towards the future because a lot of those guys are, are really young guys. What did the defensive play of the Lions that was instrumental on term, or in terms of why they won the game, but uh, what was mask that you didn't like from the Lions, even though they won based on that defensive performance? Yeah, you know, I, I still think there's some – Pass rush issues. Um, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers had had plenty of time to throw on on Sunday, and part of that is just Aaron Rodgers. He's very good at navigating the pocket and and, and extending plays. But um, you know, he he rushed for two long rushes on on third and long, the third and ten and the third and sixteen. I think he converted both with his legs, and that's due to both a lack of pass rush and kind of um, a lack a lack of gap integrity. Um, from from those uh, guys on the defensive front, and that's a big deal, especially when you got someone like Justin Fields waiting next week, who's setting records with how many yards he's rushing as a quarterback. So um, that's an issue that's really lasted all season, and they they still haven't figured it out. It's nice to see that them figure out some things on the back end, but I think there's plenty still on the front end that that they need to figure out, and and maybe that got masked uh, on Sunday just because the back end was playing so well. So how many wins? Uh, was that an aberration, W? Is there momentum they could build off of, Jeremy? I, this team has been incredibly tough to read week to week. 
uh, all season long. Uh, maybe the first two weeks they had a consistency going until the play call at the end against the Vikings. Uh, do they yeah. use this as a springboard to have a strong finish like they did last year? Um, maybe. Uh, I, I think the schedule eases up a bit. There's there's some winnable games on, on the schedule, maybe maybe including next week against the Bears. Um, you know, they still have the Jaguars to go. Um, you know, uh, they, they get to play the Packers again. They get to play the Bears on the road. I think they have a shot against the Vikings. They're a team that they almost beat on the road. So I, I don't know if this is like a momentum starter necessarily, but I would say just, I mean, they, they've been close in a lot of contests early in the season. And, and when you look back on them, a lot of those games are against teams that are that are competing for playoff spots now. And um, I think I think just because the schedule eases, eases up a little bit, um, they're going to have an opportunity to, to notch a couple more wins. I wouldn't expect this team to, you know, make a, you know, a five-game winning streak and, and contend for a wild-card spot or anything like that. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them pick up, you know, three, maybe even four more wins uh, along the way. So finishing with, with five or six, which is not that much below expectation, I think, at the beginning of the season, but still probably a disappointment for most fans. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, uh, insider talking Lions in the NFL. Thank you, my friend, for your huge opinion on the game yesterday. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. Time to check in on what's on tap at all the brands. Steakhouse and Grills, your home for every Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State game all season long. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. Locations. Across the huge radio network, you'll find the brands in Bay City if you're listening on 100.9 FM. The brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, if you listen on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You also can find the brands in Holland, all the U.S. 31 in James. Johnny Brands in Granville, west of GR. Brands on Leonard. Another Johnny Brand location off of 131 downtown GR and Mike Brand Sr. at the Brands in Cascade just east of GR. Lunch, dinner, game day, play day, work day. All of your Brands favorites ready for pickup or delivery. Just go to Brands.com and place your order. That is Brands.com. But watch every Lions, Michigan and Michigan State game on all the TVs. At all brands, steakhouse and grills across the Michigan Sports Network. For the one close to you, go to brands.com. We do have our Bud Light huge question of the day. Good and bad you took from Michigan, Michigan State, and Michigan, all three. Posting W's over the weekend. You can join in one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now will play home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. First home game is Thursday night, and Thursdays they'll have their $2 hot dogs and $2 beers. Every Thursday home game at Van Andel with the Grand Rapids Gold. Tuesday home games, Tuesday promotion. Buy one ticket, get one free for Tuesday home games with the Grand Rapids Gold. 
And the family package will be available on Sunday home games. So 50 bucks gets you four tickets to the game and $20 concession voucher. It's a pretty cool deal. Find out more, just follow Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and join Superfly and myself. We'll be there courtside Thursday night for game one at the van. The Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, now calling Van Andel Arena home in downtown GR. And I like the three promotional nights that will be consistent throughout the season. Buy one ticket, get one free on Tuesdays. $2 beers and $2 hot dogs on Thursdays. And the family four-pack for 50 bucks with $20 concession voucher. That's a huge deal. Stay up to date on all the promotions, schedule, and everything. Just search Grand Rapids Gold. Google them and follow them, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On the way, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com on Michigan, now ranked number three in America. And what about making it to the college football playoffs, even if they lose at Ohio State? We'll talk about that with Ballas, Graham Couch on Michigan State's improbable win at Illinois and more. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.